Hey, howdy, hey, everybody, it's me, Layton! Layton, 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 it's Layton. <laughs> that's, a, that's a weird topic, too. Hold on, let's just, let's sidetrack real quick. People like to mispronounce my name, and it's weird. They'll be like, Layton, Layton. They put an extra I in there, and it's like, there is no I. <laughs> it's just L-A-Y-T-O-N. <laughs> I like it when people say Layton. Like, or, like, stuff like that. Like, emphasize the ton at the end. Play ton. Um, just because, I don't know, it sounds better to me. I like it. I don't like when people go, Layton, Laytan. Like, it's just like, ew. <laughs> Not to offend people named Layton. But it's just like, I don't know. It's just people have a weird emphasis of certain vowels. And, I don't know. Just kind of great just it's just kind of great i'm gonna have to shut my door my little puppers he is running around and he's making noise he has like this collar and he has like these two metal pieces on it and they jingle together a lot and i get very distracted by it because it's just kind of loud and distracting so i just shut him out so i could talk to you <laughs> Nah, i just don't want to get distracted trying to record this podcast because it's kind of a serious topic um the topic of the day is bullying. Fun fact. <laughs> I was bullied my whole life. I'm still getting bullied in college. It's terrible. Um, essentially, ever since I was a little chop, I have been picked on relentlessly for everything. My hair color, because I was a, a redhead, um, they called me a little ginger and they made fun of me a lot. Um, I also had paler skin, I was overweight, still kind of overweight, and, like, just everything. <laughs> a lot of people say that my voice was a problem, like, the, the level of my voice wasn't high enough or low enough for them, so they would make fun of me for that. I would get made fun of for my laugh, like, how I laugh, and just, like, everything, just everything. <laughs> I could possibly get picked on, like, my clothes, my backpack, how fast I learned, everything <laughs> and it was so bad that I had to have a child like therapist and then she ended up causing problems so I can't win for losing and I can't lose for when I don't know the what the metaphor is I don't know what the thing is but I never win I always lose I'm just part of the losers club <laughs> it come get me um <laughs> no I just I'm just a loser. That's just kind of what I am. Like, I don't mean like, oh, I suck. I mean, like, I just lose at everything for some reason. And when I finally win, I don't know what to do. <laughs> no, actually, I'm pretty noble when I win. I mean, like I said, I won in a previous podcast, a previous podcast episode. I think it's episode one. In fact, the first episode I recorded, I talked about how the first time I won bingo, I won $250 AirPods that I just gave away because I thought somebody else would like them more than me. So <laughs> I literally had never won. And the one time I win something, I'm just like, you know what? Here you go. You need it more than I do. And I was like, wow, great. The universe still hates me. <laughs> and I didn't do that to be, you know, better than anyone or you know kind I just did it because I genuinely was like well this person wants us more than I do and I don't want these so here like I was just that was my whole mindset that was my whole mindset 
I was like, I got it for free. Why should I throw a hissy fit if I give it away for free? Like, it doesn't make any sense why people do that in their life. It's like, they get something for free, and then they, like, hold value to it. Like, they spent a lot of money on it. And it's like, but that's not how that works. You got it for free. You shouldn't feel super attached to things, you know? Like, I get if it has sentimental value, but I'm saying, like, well, they're $250 AirPods. I won them, so you should pay me for them. No. That's not... I don't know. <laughs> I think you guys get my point. I think you get my point. I think you understand where I'm going here. <laughs> oh, I'm lame. Anyway, I got picked on a lot. And I have been shoved downstairs. I have fallen downstairs and no one helped me. I was in a gym of people. And I had these brand new boots, which I never wore again after this. I had these brand new rain boots. I was so excited to get them. And then I walked in... And I stepped on a puddle at the top of the stairs. And I fell down. I don't know how many flights it was. It was a very long distance of stairs. It was a gym. And it was like an older gym. So like the door had stairs all the way down it to the gym floor. And so it was about, I'd say a good 30, 40 feet of stair length. And it like was kind of up. They weren't too steep of stairs, but they were steep enough that I just kept going when I tripped and fell. So I kept tripping and I kept falling. And, um, yeah. So basically what happened is my dog is scratching at the door. Basically what happened is I was walking and I slipped on this puddle and no one tried to catch me. No one tried to warn me. No one tried to stop me. I think they were planning on it. In fact, and I slipped and I fell and I hit my face multiple times on the stairs. And one point I remember hitting my face on a bleacher, like just like this wooden bleacher, just smacking my face into it. And I kept rolling and rolling and rolling. And I get down to the bottom and I'm pouring blood out of my face. I have scrapes and bruises all over me. I'm just pouring blood from my, my nose. My nose is just like pouring. Like it's like an uncomfortable amount. And like I have bruises and scrapes all over my arms and stuff. And instead of anyone helping me, they just all laughed at me. And they were just laughing and laughing and laughing. I'm sitting here crying because I'm bleeding. I've never had a bloody nose in my life. And that's how I got my first bloody nose, is falling down a fucking flight of stairs. And just hearing everyone laugh at you just sucks. It sucks so much for everyone around you just to be, like, laughing at you. They're not laughing with you. They're not laughing to make you feel better or laughing because it was humorous. They're laughing because you got hurt. And I get it. It's kind of funny when people get hurt, but not when they're like sitting in a pool of their own blood begging you to help them and you're not. Like that's when it's fucked up. That's when it's like too far. And that's when you, <laughs> you gotta check your judgment. Um, and this was like fourth grade. So like these kids were old enough to know better than to just like let me live, like die there. And eventually, the lady who was supposed to be watching us came in and saw me bleeding on the floor, and she came to help me. She was a very mean lady, and I had never seen her, like, ever be nice. And she was super nice to me that day. She cleaned me up with the- and they were the librarians, and they cleaned me up, and I was just so thankful for them, even though I knew the one girl- the one lady was mean. Um, it was just- they were the only ones who cared about me. I literally fell out of fucking... Like I said, 
you know the story, and no one wanted to help me, and that's kind of how it always felt when I was a kid. It was stuff like that would happen, like horrendously bad stuff that, like, would be your worst day ever. Like, that was my everyday. <laughs> I would get, so I have this thing where if I get too anxious, I, I want to vomit. So I, when I was little, I'd get picked on so horribly, I would throw up in every trash can down the hallway to the point where my teacher noticed and sent me to the nurse multiple times. Um, and stuff like that. Just really bad stuff happened to me as a kid. I had a very traumatic childhood. Um, I'm still, see, I have really close friends who are like my best friends and stuff, and they're still learning stuff about my trauma because I just don't speak on it enough. I haven't spoke on it like my whole life because I just don't want it to happen and I don't want to acknowledge that it exists. So I just don't talk about it. And most of the time, I don't have anything to talk about other than the current trauma that I'm enduring. So I don't have time <laughs> to talk about old trauma of me getting picked on and, you know, things getting thrown at my head and falling downstairs and getting shoved downstairs and my money getting stolen. A lot of things. Um, anyway, so uh, I can remember a specific time where I would go to PE class and... PE class and lunch were the worst classes for me. They were the worst because those were the times when little pockets of people could come attack you without a teacher being able to stop it because they weren't always paying attention when they needed to be. And when I would go tell those people in those, like, in those classes or at lunchtime, they just wouldn't do anything because they didn't believe me because they didn't see it. So it just really fucking sucked. <laughs> They would just constantly gaslight me into believing that it was all my fault and somehow I deserved it. And it was terrible. Um, so, <laughs> nervous laughter. Yay. Um, I often deal with trauma by laughter, too. So, yee. Uh, anyway, so, there's this one day in PE that they, like, started making fun of me for not showering, even though I showered every single day when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I would literally get up, shower, and go to school. I did it every day. And I started getting picked on that I smelled bad in PE class. And when we're all working out, that I smelled bad, that I was ugly, that I was fat. And they would just do it every day. And it just got so degrading. And it wasn't that I couldn't stand up for myself. It's that even if I did stand up for myself, it wouldn't get me anywhere. It would just get me picked on more. So to just sit there quietly and ignore them was better off for me, and it was just, it was terrible, and then I would constantly have, like, people around me who are supposed to love me and care about me, telling me that I'm a piece of shit, and telling me that I'm a floor mat, and I need to, I need to beat people up, and I need to stand up for myself, and it's just, it's not how, it's not who I am, it's not my character. Now, I'm not saying if somebody punched me in the face and started a fight with me that I wouldn't defend myself. I'm saying that when I was a kid, I didn't think violence was the answer. I didn't think fighting people because they said something mean to me was the answer. I just never thought beating other people up was right, I, even if they deserved it. Like, somebody could hit me in the face and I'd probably laugh at them. I wouldn't really try and fight them. But if somebody's trying to murder me, I would probably defend myself. But I wouldn't try to hurt them. Because that's not what I'm about. And I think in growing up in so much violence and hate that it really caused me to be the person I am today who is very loving, very accepting. I don't care who you are or what you look like or who you love. I'll love you. <laughs> and you can almost guarantee that with like the past history of me. Because a lot of the times 
a lot of people who really didn't deserve love from me didn't like deserve kindness because they were so hateful and so terrible. A lot of these really bad people I just gave so much love to. I just completely changed their life because I just loved them even when they were hurting me, even when they were being mean or spreading rumors. I just loved them and I just cared about them in a way that nobody else did and it really changed their view on me and the world. Did it stop them? No. But did it make them look at everything differently? Did it change their life? Absolutely. I've seen it happen multiple times. I've seen people come in, be my friend, blame every one of their life problems on me, but leave knowing that I cared about them. And it just changed them. It's hard to explain. I can talk about it in, a ne- in, a, in the next podcast or just a future one. <laughs> anyway, we're going to scooch on up to present day because I still haven't stopped getting bullied. Now, let's break down <laughs> why you get bullied. Um, you don't get bullied because you deserve it. I'm going to make that very apparent. You do not get bullied because you deserve it. You get bullied because that person has a problem with themselves. They have something going on inside that makes them want to hurt you because they are hurting. The best saying I've ever heard is hurt people hurt people. And that's so true. These people have such a problem with themselves that they can't contain it to the point where they have to make you feel horrible just to make themselves feel better. And if you don't think that's true, you haven't been bullied enough. Like, <laughs> like these people, these people are always insecure or sad or upset about something in their life that I looked back and I looked at all these people who were picking on me and I really looked at them and I noticed they all had one thing in common. They were all sad. They were all sad. And they didn't want to admit it because they didn't have a reason to be sad, necessarily. They had pretty good lives. They didn't get picked on. They were the popular kids or stuff like that. But that didn't mean that their life wasn't sad. Just because you're popular or you have everything laid out in front of you doesn't mean you're happy. Just because you have money doesn't mean you're happy. Just because you have everything you want doesn't mean you're happy. Some people are happy and that's that's great, but other people just aren't. <laughs> like Some people don't even know why they're upset. It's a psychological reason for why they just can't be happy. And then other people, their parents don't get along. Or they get bullied at home by their family and stuff like that. And it was just horrible to realize that all these people who took out all their trauma on me had trauma. And it wasn't just me. I wasn't alone, but they made me feel alone because that's how they felt. And it was bonkers to me to make this realization that Wow, I grew up hating the world. I grew up thinking that everyone was going to be mean to me for the rest of my life. And I didn't make the realization they weren't being mean. They just didn't know how to be nice. And that was crazy to me. And that's why you'd have these off-hat moments with these people who would pick on you relentlessly who are super nice. And they're like, actually, no, you're really cool. And I'm really sorry that I pick on you. Just like, it's just got a really hard time right now. And they would like one-on-ones with me. It was crazy. But essentially you get picked on by people because they need to get out their anger and their frustration. They don't know how to do it other than to hurt you. And same thing if somebody likes you a lot, 
sometimes instead of liking you, they'll hurt you because they don't know how to like you. They don't know how to show you that they like you without hurting you because I don't think they've ever done that. They don't ever think maybe I can do this differently. They just do it because they don't know anything else. And that's why I made the best quote or reference or whatever to my friend. I said, yeah, oftentimes if somebody really likes you, they'll hurt you a lot. And she said, why? And I said, well, think about it like this. Some people don't grow up and they have the mentality of a young boy on a playground. If he doesn't know how to tell the person he likes that he likes them, he'll just pick on them because he thinks that's going to show them that he likes them. Or he doesn't want them to know that he likes them, so he makes it the complete opposite. So he's not even suspicious. I mean, if you liked someone and you didn't want them to know you liked them, you could just not say anything at all. But that's not the mindset a kid has. <laughs> mindset a kid has is, I need to convince this person that I am the complete opposite of the person that likes them. So I'm going to be the person that hates them. Like, that's the mentality. And adults do that. I've seen it happen. It's happened to me. These adults who love me, like, are super attracted to me, will just hide it and suppress it around their friends. Because they don't want to admit that they like me. And it's just weird to watch it happen. And then they flirt with you in private, and they talk to you all sweet in private, but then they turn into a monster and a completely different person in public. And it's crazy. Because it's like watching that scenario on the playground carry into adulthood. <laughs> They're like, it'll get better when you grow up. And it just didn't. <laughs> They're like, you're going to go to college and everything's going to be fine. They lied. They lied. They lied. <laughs> it's not fine. You're stressed. People pick on you. I don't know. If you don't get picked on, cool for you, but I did. Um, and just, you know, it's just weird. And everybody's all lovey-dovey and weird. And they just want to experiment. <laughs> A lot of people in college want to experiment. It's almost scary. And it's like, I am not your experiment, Jerry. Leave me alone. <laughs> but anyway, you get picked on because the person's insecure. Or they have some sort of problem. And they project that onto you. And it's not your fault. You don't need to blame yourself when you get picked on. When something terrible happens to you, you can't blame yourself. Tragedy shouldn't become you. <laughs> like... You shouldn't allow tragedies and horrible things that have happened to you to be who you are. You can let it affect and change and transform you, but don't let it be your character. Don't let it be your script. Don't let, like, the kid who got picked on his whole life be who you are. Be the kid who grew up getting picked on and turned into a better person. I mean, that's what I wanted to do. <laughs> I flipped the script. I was raised to be a really horrible person and a really horrible kid, and I just wasn't. I decided that's not what I wanted to be. So, <laughs> essentially, when people come in and they hurt you, they don't always mean to. It might seem like they really, really mean to, and they might say they mean to, but they usually don't. Everybody's not that horrible if you really get to know them. Some people just have terrible personalities or a terrible understanding of life, and that's fine. <laughs> but the reason you get picked on isn't your fault, even if they make it seem like it is. It's not your hair color. It's not your skin color. It's not your sexual identification. It's not your gender. There's no reason that people deserve to be picked on, and it's sickening to think that other people think there is. So, 
just so we know we're accepting and all inclusive for this podcast. I love all of you. So if anybody comes for you, I will come for them and their toes. <laughs> I'll hang my I think my grandpa used to say, yeah, I'll hang them by their toes in the backyard or like hang them like have you ever heard that hang them by their toes? No, just me, okay. <laughs> He would literally, like, talk about how he would tie people up by their toes. And he never actually did this, but he would talk about it like he had. And it was bonkers to me. (laughs) Okay. I am rambling just a little bit, you know? You know, just a little bit. But, um, I'm gonna talk about college real quickly. I'm not really gonna talk about why I got picked on, because I don't feel comfortable talking about why I get picked on in college. Because... I've made the realization that there's probably a reason why I get picked on in college, like, a reason that they don't like me, or, like, you know, (laughs) um, so I'm gonna talk about some reasons, but not all the reasons. Oh, no, the dogs. Hold on, I'll be right back. Oh, well, my mother just got home, so that's why they're throwing a hissy fit. Makes sense. Well, I'm just gonna wrap this podcast up real quick, like, um... They're going to keep barking. I'm sorry. Um, Basically, I'm in college. (laughs) And I've had multiple, multiple art classes. And in art classes, you find out that there's a lot of insecure art students. (laughs) Because they all want to be Picasso. And they're just not. (laughs) I'm not speaking for all art students. I'm just saying the art classes that I was in. I was in the same class. I was in the same classes as all of these people. Like, all these people just kept following me to all of my other classes. No matter how different or weird I made my schedule, somehow the majority of these assholes would be in my classes, and I'm like, no! (laughs) But, um, essentially, I would get picked on relentlessly because they were so insecure about their artwork that they found it necessary to pick on my artwork and tell me how terrible my artwork is, how terrible my work ethic is, how stupid I am, and stuff like that. And they're they're adults. These are adults. Some are 50-year-old men. Other people are, like, the same age as me. And it's just crazy. <laughs> um, So now there's people talking in the background. I am so sorry for you guys. You're just gonna have to deal with it for just another couple minutes. So... Anyway, I get picked on a lot um, in college, too, to the point where I got picked on so badly, I think it was second or third semester, that I ended up having panic attacks because of it. And I would not go to class because I would be so panicked that I was going to get picked on. And one time, uh, uh, a really close friend of mine was in the class with me, and she didn't recognize I was getting picked on. So by the time I started to defend myself, she thought I was picking on somebody, so she started yelling at me, too. And it was just horrible. And I had a panic attack because I was like, I don't want to punch any of you, so I'm going to go cry in the corner. Because <laughs> that's the only other mood, is you either punch people or cry. That's it. That's my moods. Because <laughs> I'm too nice to hurt people. So I just break down because I don't want to be mean. And it's it's terrible. <laughs> but anyway, um, I've just learned from bullying that I've learned from bullying and life in general that it doesn't matter who you are as a person. It doesn't matter what has happened to you. Not to invalidate things happening to you, but just listen, listen, hear me out. It doesn't matter who you are or what has happened to you. It matters how you handle those situations and how you care to design your character 
around those things, how you choose to interpret those things, how those things make you who you are and how you respond and how you act and how you do things. It's really amazing that you have this choice to choose to be good or bad or react to this with malice or react with this as kindness. You just, it's great. And every time I get to choose what I want to do, I always choose kindness because it's the only thing I know how to do. It's the only thing I like doing is being kind to others when they weren't kind to me before or helping others when I didn't have help or giving to others who didn't have as much as I did. And it's just, yeah, I feel like through having a super tragic life, it's made me a really good person. And I hate that my life was this way. I really do. I just dislike how my life went, but I'm very glad about the results. And I'm still growing and I'm still learning every day. So I'm super excited for the future. I'm super excited to learn and to grow and to become a bigger and better person in the future. And yeah, so that's my opinions on bullying. And uh, I think I'm going to wrap it up here, guys. May the tides be on your sides. Good night, good morning, and I'll see you in the overmorrow.